vital, vital advice for your everyday life. Welcome back. Today, I'm going to be addressing anxiety, my favorite best friend, my constant companion. Yes, I have an anxiety disorder. So this episode, I'm focusing on a specific therapeutic practice that I have been using since the year 2020 that I personally feel like it's very beneficial whether or not you are a person that believes in the woo-woo spiritual side of it or not, because I approached it originally not from a spiritual side. It eventually developed into something that I have a very deep belief in, but I want to be very transparent here. This is not just me who are using these cards. There are several therapists across the world who are now using tarot and oracle cards in their therapeutic practices to help individuals who have a hard time either voicing their emotions, understanding their emotions, or staying grounded during uh, certain heightened emotions to better guide them into a process because of many reasons that we're going to get into. So not just me, many people use these. In fact, uh, my best friend, Dallas, who I've had on this podcast before, has in previous sessions with a therapist, she has drawn an oracle card that I believe was from an animal deck that uh, represented the emotions that were going into that specific session, like the emotions she was walking in with for that session or the emotions she wanted to bring into that session. So like there are many different ways that therapists are using these cards. I am going to try to demonstrate for you today ways that you can do this without needing a therapist in the room to do it. I highly recommend therapy in general. You should be going and getting help and seeking out professional help, but this is something that you can do when you're anxiety is heightened and you need answers or you need a moment of grounding or you need something to hold on to or a new idea on how to approach things, whatever it is, I'm going to show you how Oracle cards can demonstrate a new way of approaching um, certain anxious feelings and a new way of resolving them. Essentially, there are Several things we need to address in this episode, but I want to start out kind of giving you a definition of what an oracle card is. If you are not familiar, oracle cards are not tarot cards. Tarot cards are a set story. They have certain cards that have to be in every deck. There are, there's numerology, there's the minor arcana, there's, there's certain characters, and they all have to be in a deck for it to be a tarot deck. It is defined and it is a set number of cards in each deck. Now, those cards can be varied by imagery that is on the card. Sure, like you can have a Mickey Mouse tarot card and you can have like um, a, uh, I don't know, botanical tarot deck card where the fool kept represented by a certain flower but there's always a fool card there's always a six of pentacles there's always going to be the death card like in every tarot deck it's all in there with oracle cards specifically there is no set number there's no set um wording that needs to be used in the deck for it to be an oracle deck I have three different decks in front of me and each deck of Oracle cards were composed by an artist and with uh, the aid of someone who's writing the theme of that deck of what they wanted to bring forward spiritually through those cards. And they all have different counts. They all have different meanings. They all have different directions that they're going into them. So these cards, when I show you the, the spread that I'm going to be doing, the polling of the cards that I'm going to demonstrate for anxiety, they're going to have different themes, but they're going to all bring a grounding sensation. I'm going to demonstrate how that works. So with Oracle cards, you can select a deck that has only imagery or a deck that has images and sentences or images, numerology, and a single word. There's so many different varieties. And what makes them special for me and why I continue to use Oracle over tarot is First of all, it's very time consuming to learn tarot. You have to learn not only the meanings of all of the cards of the major and minor arcana and then the numerology of 
the different aspects of the rest of the cards. There's just so much in there. And then you also have to learn how to read them reversed. Like if they you pulled one upside down, there's like an opposite meaning to it. And then overall, what that entire reading is meaning through the conversation of those cards. So time consuming and I don't have the energy to do that, especially when I'm in a very anxious state. So when I started this in 2020, I got a deck of Oracle cards that I had already looked on outline and I could see that the imagery and the wording in these cards spoke to me in a way, like I could understand it in a way that I view the world. So Oracle cards in general display a view of the world that speaks to different people so that not every oracle card is going to work for you. Not every deck of cards is going to be connected to you the first time that you do it. And I think that's for a purpose because there's so many different varied perspectives in this world and there's so many different walks of life. Like I've always talked about, like no two people are the same. And so having so many varied decks of oracle cards can help different people with different things. My goodness, my anxiety is actually off the chorts today. I have so much anxiety in my body. I've had it for weeks. Like, and unfortunately when I have unresolved anxious feelings, it starts to manifest like heart attack symptoms. I've gone to the ER several times for anxiety attacks and it's not fun. Hi, Grimmy. You're so cute. So I try to, you guys hear her purring. She's so cute. Um, you're so adorable, Grim. I can't take her. You're so cute. I know, but we gotta be quiet. I know. What was I saying? So, <laughs> when I have anxious feelings, and I can't place the trigger, if I, if I, obviously, if I know what's triggering me, I know what I can do to kind of like offset it. I can talk myself through it. Like, is this something I can control? Is this something that I can influence? Is this something that I can talk to the person about? Or is this something that I just need to let go? Like, that's a conversation I can have with myself if I know where my anxiety is coming from. But if I really don't know, or which is, I feel like more common with people with anxiety, uh, very relatable, um, I might add, is the feeling of, I think it's this, but what if it's this? Or I, I think this is the way to resolve this situation, but what if it's not? And what if I'm, I'm, you know, self-sabotaging or what if I need to speak up more? Like all those what ifs that are attached to whatever trigger you're having in your anxiety. That is the moment when you should be going to your Oracle cards. The ones that you feel the most connected to specifically. I have one deck that when my anxiety is so bad, I'm like, yep, got to do that one. But I have two other decks that I'm trying to learn because I have learned through my research that sometimes you can mix decks of Oracle cards and that can like vary the, the type of reading that you get and have more options to like help you view the world differently in a controlled way, which is another benefit of Oracle cards, honestly, is... The fact that when you're in that state of what if, what if, what if, and I don't know, I'm not sure, and all these questions and jumbled thoughts in your head, having these imagery and words placed before you in like context of the question that you have or the issues that you're trying to resolve is so grounding. It presents either a new way of looking at it because our brain works with images and works with patterns and looks for answers to things, having the images and the words before you can either spark a new way of looking at it or inspire you to find an answer that maybe you were ignoring or even just make a decision. Sometimes decision-making anxiety, it's like flipping a coin. Like when you flip a coin and it lands on tails, you realize you really wanted tails or you wanted heads. Like the actual action of flipping the coin just helps you make the decision. It's kind of like that. It's also kind of like the ink blot idea in like old therapy sessions, you know, the black and white papers where there's like Freud sitting at the table, <laughs> like takes the, the paper. And I was like, what do you see? And you're like, well, I see my death. Like that kind of like imagery, not like that. We're not going to go that way. No, it, like these cards are not going to predict your death. <laughs> don't ask those cards that because that's just a whole other anxious thought that you don't need to be having. That's something you need to talk to your therapist about. What you actually are doing is you're looking at the images and like the ink blots will spark an idea or give you an image in your head. It takes you out of your body 
and gives it to the cards. You're giving the question to the cards and this can, you can look at it from a spiritual way of like you're asking your ancestors or you're asking the deity that you worship or deity you're working with if you are a person who is into more like pagan practices. There are ways of taking it out of your body and putting it onto the card. Even if you are an atheist and have no like no spiritual leanings, putting it on the card and just being like, hey, what is this feeling? Takes the anxiety out of you and puts it somewhere else. And you can look from a grounded perspective and find a better way of approaching it from that moment on. And I'm going to show you how this kind of can work no matter what kind of anxiety you have. I'm going to do um, an anxiety pull from each deck of cards. I'm going to tell you what the deck of cards are representing, and I'm not going to tell you what my question is. What I'm going to do is I'm going to have you ask your own question about your anxiety and see if you can get clarity from these card drawings, regardless of what I've asked. (laughs) It's, It's kind of like a fun little like play on it. I know that this podcast is not being recorded, but I will have the, again, I'll read them off to you, but I will also have the cards on my Instagram laid out in three different slides so you can look at the cards. Okay. So like you can either just listen to me or you can go and look and get the images as well and see if like there's something in there that you can learn or spiritually understand. I think we probably at this point should just jump into it and I'll, I'll show you how it works. So I have three decks before me. I'm going to first use the deck that is the deck that I use the most. I've used it since 2020 and I I understand the imagery more because I've worked with the booklet that comes with it, which is another special thing about Oracle cards is that um, most of them come with a guide from the person who composed the card deck to kind of guide you on what their intentions were when they put all of the images and the words together and kind of like what they thought would mean in those cards. But you don't have to go by what the guidebook says. You can go by what your intuition is telling you this card means for your specific situation. And that is why I love Oracle cards for anxiety, because you don't have to follow the meaning, whereas you kind of do for tarot. With Oracle cards, you could get a card that shows like, I'm just going to look at one right now. Let's say I get the card faith. So it's, it's an image of a woman who her, she's pregnant and her belly is the world. So her, her pregnant belly is the earth and she's laying in space and the moon, a full moon is above her and it's the warm moon, which I believe is June. I think June is the warm moon. And so like it gives this card deck is called the queen of the moon oracle and it oracle. Oh my God. I can't speak queen of the moon oracle. And so it mo- it gives seasons moon phases, and then images and then words associated with it, which is why I love this because there's so much imagery there that you can interpret. So I get the faith card, right? Now I could look up in that booklet what the faith card was meant to compose and what imagery is supposed to be given to me. But if like, for example, I was asking about like, what could I do to resolve my anxiety and I get the faith card and I look at it and I'm like, okay, so this woman is laying down and she's relaxing and she's got a, her belly is pregnant with the world. So there's the weight of the world on her stomach, but she's growing it, but she's not actively doing it. She's just letting it happen. And then the full moon, I, I understand the full moon to represent like the, the peak of your goals, right? So like the time of the month where like you have manifested all the way up and now it's like, wow, I've completed it and it's about to wean and go into another phase of my life. So I can look at this as progress and I can see elements of success and elements of time to like allow myself to just relax before I go into a new phase in my life. Like there's so many different ways, depending on what I'm asking or this card, regardless of the word faith in there, I could look at. Now, if I wanted to apply faith to that, I can think, okay, so like the woman is pregnant and like, but the world is her pregnancy. And I have to have faith in the fact that 
things will come to fruition because there's a full moon. So like that's the fruition of your goal. So like I have to have faith in the fact that, you know, my works will eventually become a fulfilled world or however I want to see it that way that answers how I can now take another step. And that depending on what I'm needing, it's very vague, but it can have meaning to you depending on what you're asking or what direction you need to go. It doesn't need to be seen as something specifically guided from a spirit unless you ask for a spirit or a deity, deity, or ask for a deity to guide your reading. Like it could just be an image that works with your brain in a psychological way. (laughs) Okay, so starting off with the Queen of the Moon Oracle, I just keep gabbing on, don't I? And I'm going to shuffle the cards with the intention of my question. And I'm going to try to clear my mind and just have the question in my head as I pull. Now, when I take this card deck, because it's the one I'm most familiar with, I I use it on Halloween and I do Oracle card readings for people and they are always like, wow, so fascinating. When I do that, I don't necessarily have to have them touch the deck in order for me to do a reading for them because of this psychological fact. But I can, if I wanted to, I could have them shuffle it and then fan it out and then take cards from it and I do a reading that way. Or I can have them shuffle it and then I take from the top and I just take the top how how many cards I need to depending on what reading I'm doing. Or I can do ask a question with intention for each card like where is my anxiety? Pull a card. Like um, where is it coming from? Pull a card. Um, how can I resolve and pull a card? Like there's, there's different ways that you can approach the shuffling aspect of this for today. I'm going to do a drawing the way that I do it for, um, people when I'm like in a rush and I don't want to like really dwell on it. And I'm just going to shuffle, 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 pull the top cards and see what it says. Okay. So this is obviously about anxiety. So I'm going to ask the cards and with my intention, I'm going to use, um, a, a question format for this that is either going to be show me the path to or how do I get to or how do I resolve this so it's a pathway question and my question I'm going to keep secret I want you to compose your own question about your anxiety or something you're having anxiety about specifically with that format show me the path to insert here how do I get to insert here just pick one Shuffling, shuffling. You just shuffle until you feel like you're ready. Now, if cards jump out, you have the option to consider that a jump up from the cards that want to be read, or you can pick them up and put them back in until you're ready. Two, three, four, five, and six. Okay, this is going to be a six card reading. You can put them in order left to right. You could do them in a line top to bottom. I'm just going to do left to right because it's easier for me to do this way. Okay. The first card that you draw is going to be the card that represents your emotional state. The second card is the energy that is the source of your anxiety. Third card is going to be something like related to why are you feeling this you can also look at it as kind of like the root cause of your anxiety um number four is something that you need to do better or to grow from in this situation five is going to be something that you can consider like an omen regarding your actions um, with your anxiety like kind of like a warning of like hey because of your anxious state this could be a problem and then number six we're going to look at as an action you can take today to be better Okay, so that is what we got here. So my first card is the masculine. The word is the masculine with the lunar god. And in this card, there is a masculine god without a shirt on. Scandalous. Holding two scepters with every phase of the moon in between the scepters. So like he is in control of the phases of the moon and He has a full moon behind him. There are two children standing off in the distance behind him holding hands. And 
there's almost like a lightning type energy form around him coming from the scepters that he is holding that are holding the faces of the men. So that is where the energy, (laughs) emotional state you're currently in is in this. So I'll get back to that later for myself. But this currently is, I feel for like the question that I asked represents correctly what I'm feeling currently, a state of wanting to be in control of the phases of my life or feeling as if I am this God who has control over the phases of my life. I feel like that's pretty accurate for the question I've asked, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's what it is for you. Second card is the word fruition and it's the harvest moon, also a full moon. In this image, there is a woman wearing a mask and on top of her head are fully ripened fruits. And there are also some foliage, but it's all ripe foliage. And there are birds and bees flying around her head and she's slightly smiling. This card represents the source of the anxiety and I don't feel like from my reading that this fruition is meaning current fruition of anything right now, but more of an anxiety of something not coming to fruition in the future. And doesn't that speak a lot about anxiety? I feel like a lot of anxious thoughts come from a fear of the future or a fear of something not happening or a fear of something that will happen. So that to me makes sense that that would be the source of the anxiety is the fear of of something coming to fruition or not coming to fruition. So I feel like that's accurate. Next card. Why am I feeling this so strongly? <laughs> Actually, this, this reading is being a little bit more accurate than I was hoping for. I don't need to be completely transparent on my podcast about this. It's actually kind of personal, guys. Okay, anyway, <laughs> this next card Um is why are you feeling this so strongly? So more of an introspective question in this card. And in this card, the word is assessing. And it's a first quarter moon. So in the first quarter of the moon phase, this is when you're actively working towards a goal, right? And the image of this is a hot air balloon hovering over the moon with a woman holding a telescope looking off into space for something or assessing the situation, right? So the imagery for this, I feel like relates strongly to anxiety with this constant vigilance that we try to put on our situations. Because if we're constantly looking for an obstacle or looking for a reason to run or looking for a reason to stay in something that we shouldn't stay in, that is like the root cause of so much anxiety is having this hyperfixation or hypervigilance, my God, hypervigilance over things that's going to make you feel way stronger in your anxiety than you would if you just let things go. So I feel like the, that the whole, why are you feeling this so strongly in accordance with assessing is because I have an anxiety disorder and I'm always assessing things. Number four is something I need to reflect on or something I need to learn from this. Oh my God. Not the purity card. Okay. <laughs> if you can tell, I've, I've actually done many readings with this card and it's a very honest card, but it also annoys me. Okay. Purity in the snow full moon. So in this image, it is everything is white. It's covered in snow, a hilltop covered in snow. And there's this woman who has a white veil over her eyes where she can't see anything. And In the background, there is a woman who is fully free and her arms are open and she's looking up at the snow moon and just being in like a pure state of white. So something that I can learn from this. Now, this might not look clearly to you as this is the first time you've ever done any Oracle cards. Sure. If you've never done it, this might seem very unclear, but because I have used these cards so often, the purity card to me means 
a lot more about letting go of trying to control a situation and going back to a state of purity of trust, a state of, especially, I do think trust comes a lot in this card because her eyes are covered in the card and she's just letting things be pure, but also going back to a state of innocence where I didn't have so many trust issues or so many things that I felt like I needed to fix. Like going back to that state of like, if I can learn to let go of the assessing feeling, that hypervigilance and letting go of like the worry of the fruition or trying to be in a state of control with the masculine, this is something that I could really benefit from. So I do think that that is a very honest card. Why you got to read me like that? Okay, fine. Okay. So the next card is a message from your deity if you want, or you can look at it as an omen for something that you need to reflect on. And I'm going to look at this as an omen. And oh my God, I just looked at what the card was. Okay. I really was just trying to use this as a demonstration technique and it's actually reading me so hard. Okay. (laughs) So the omen for this reading is the word trust. (laughs) With the egg moon. I don't know when the egg moon is or if that's even a moon, but that's what it is. In this card, the image is a young woman who is naked, curled up in the fetal position inside a glass egg. On top of the egg is a nest with a mother goose. Is it a goose? No, it's a duck. Uh, With a mother duck and next to the mother duck is her male partner overlooking the egg with the, um, the woman in the fetal position. And she's just in the grass and her... She doesn't look like she feels safe exactly inside her cocoon or inside her glass egg that could be broken at any time, right? That that's the feel that you get from this card, at least the feel I get from this card. And so <laughs> Omen, the fragility of trust is what I'm getting from this reading for myself. Like you need to trust that it's going to be okay. You have to allow people to make choices and You need to allow yourself to feel like you don't have to control everything. Just trust, just trust. Let go of that masculine and just trust. Oh, this reading. Okay. Last one. A step that you can take to make action towards today of being better. And this card is will, as in to have the will to do something. And this also has every phase of the moon um, represented around a goddess who is holding what I believe is the sun in her hands and almost looks like she's eating it, like it's right in front of her mouth and that the sun in between the faces of the moon uh, with a waxing gibbous on top of her head. So, and a waxing gibbous is right after the new moon when you've just set a new attention and you're just beginning your efforts. And so like she is holding the sun, which is the source of all light, by starting a new goal. So an action that I can take today, <laughs> wait, a waxing gibbous, I thought it was a waxing crescent. A waxing gibbous is right before the full moon. Okay. So allow your goals to then just come to fruition, I guess is a way I could look at that is believing that with what is within your control is within your control in regards to the sun of your life, but allow things to, you know, have the will to see it through. That's a good way to look at it. Have the will to see, to see it through. Wow, that's a good card reading. Okay, so that's the first card set. I'm going to take a picture of it. You can look at it on my Instagram if you want to see what it looks like. But we're going to now move on to the next deck of cards. Okay, the next deck of card is the second deck of cards that I've ever purchased for myself. I don't feel as strong of a connection to this deck of card as I do to the Queen of the Moon Oracle cards that I just used. So we're going to see if I can ask the exact same question, do the exact same draw and find out whether or not I can get some sort of grounding and or advice that comes from within myself to guide me on this anxious journey of mine. Okay. So with this, I want you to also ask yourself the exact same question that you asked in the last set. Even if you felt like you got an answer from that reading, still ask. Okay, I'm ready. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, 
Again, this deck of cards, I don't have as big of an attachment to. I've not studied them as long. And so a lot of this imagery, a lot of this imagery and meaning might not mean much to me from the extent that it did in the other one, but we'll just try it out. Okay. So the first one, this deck of cards is based on crystals. So there's going to be a crystal attached to it and then a word attached to it. So now I have in the first card, which is my current emotional state is the words transmutation and it, ha- it comes with black tourmaline which is a great protection stone and it shows black tourmaline tourmaline black tourmaline grim are you stuck <laughs> you bitch okay black tourmaline as kind of like a root for a fully mature dandelion to where it's at at its tough phase where like you could blow a wish on it and around the tourmaline are two different magnets like those old-fashioned magnets and transmutation is where you take an energy and that isn't has an intended purpose and you switch it into a different purpose and I can kind of see where that's my current emotional state, which is, you know, why I'm using these Oracle cards is because I'm trying to take an energy, my anxiety and change it into something more of an action and more something more beneficial for me. My therapist has said before the anxiety needs something to do when you're feeling a huge anxious rush You need to give yourself something physical to do in order to get rid of it. And that has always been true, whether it's I go to the gym or I do an Oracle card reading or I talk to somebody, I I start a craft, whatever it is, do a puzzle. Anxiety needs action. So I feel like the state of transmutation, that's accurate. That's where I'm at. Okay, the second card is what is the source of my anxiety? This is, (laughs) okay, so this is blue topaz, and the words for this is be soft and listen. (laughs) Funny, very funny. Okay, and the imagery, it has a hand, and in the center of the hand is the blue topaz. Around the hand is kind of like a psychedelic like sphere. I don't really know. It's like all different colors and trippy. But above that is an eye, which I can honestly think of kind of represents the evil eye and like trying to like look out and protect. Um, the hand in and of itself kind of looks like it's supposed to be the, um, what is that called? The the Hamza so it kind of looks like the Hamza but not exactly uh, in the representation but I think that's what it's trying to represent in this card blue topaz that crystal is uh, usually associated with loyalty and righteousness Um, and that's associated with love or with clear sight in like communication it can also uh, protect truth and forgiveness um, prosperity, good luck, like there's abundance. There's a lot of different meanings, what it means spiritually. So blue top has not a lot of meaning towards me, but the fact that it has that evil eye kind of imagery towards me, it's giving me the feeling that, uh, what it's trying to say to me is that the energy source for my anxiety has a lot to do with trying to keep evil away and trying to protect myself and, and like keep an eye out for, things that might be coming towards me uh, without good intentions, which I think, you know, with anxiety, we're always on the lookout. That's an accurate card for that. Okay, the third card, why am I feeling this so strongly? What is what is the actual root of that anxious feeling? This card says, find your way home. And it's turquoise. And in the image, it has a mama bird over her de- deck. <laughs> it has an a mama bird over her nest with three eggs in the nest and a father bird coming with turquoise in his mouth to the nest with the sun in the center of the card. So imagery in this, find your way home. I feel like in regards to anxiety, it's this idea of not knowing where I am right now in regards to this question 
find your way home. Yeah. A feeling of like a feeling of not feeling secure and where I am right now until I resolve this and like find my way home. Okay, card four, something I need to reflect on or like what I need to learn from this. Okay, this card says you are the foundation. Well, fuck. <laughs> the crystal associated with this is howlite. I'm not familiar with that card and I don't feel like looking it up. So I'm just going to go by the imagery in this. And it has roots attached to a teacup saucer. And the teacup inside that saucer is overflowing and it's rushing over the saucer as well. And the tree inside the cup is healthy and growing around the halite. And so you are the foundation, meaning you're the roots and like you're overflowing. So something that I could learn from this car is, and at least from my interpretation, just by the imagery, without looking at the how you are the foundation is... I'm already overflowing with opportunities. I'm already overflowing with blessings. I'm already in a state of, you know, your cup runneth over kind of idea from this card that something I can learn from this situation in regards to this, this particular drawing is not looking outside of what I already have that's amazing and not worrying about it because I already have strong roots and like I am the foundation of my life. I am the foundation of everything that I do. Every choice I make comes from my own foundation and my own choices. So I do think that's a good card for this drawing. Interesting. Okay. Next card. Number five, a message from your ancestors or your deity or looking at it as an omen. I'm going to look at it like an omen. The omen for this reading is anchor in, anchor like a sea, like, you know, like a ship's anchor. And the crystal associated with it is hematite. I don't know hematite either. So we're just going to go by what I know. That's all you can do until you can learn these cards. Hematite. And it has interesting... So it has an anchor in the center of a card, but the anchor has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different ropes pulling in different directions on that anchor. So it's, this anchor is the anchor of so many different situations, so many different ships, but it's, it's the foundation or like the thing that keeps it all rooted, right? And that anchor has what looks like some sort of rooty branchy looking plant that is wrapped around the anchor interesting so if I could look at this from the omen for the own my own anxious um, situation is the feeling of myself holding on to so many different things that can be blown around blown around me and outside of my control but trying to hold on to them but my anchor in and of itself is wrapped around with something that isn't healthy it's not like holding like anything down it's like there's no life to this rooty branchy looking disgusting thing around my anchor so if I look at this as kind of like an omen for what's going on is like look at your foundation look at where where you're anchored in can you hold all of these anxious ships above you with where you're at now I guess a well, it's kind of a Deep introspective thought, honestly. Hmm. I'm going to take that omen with me. Okay. So <laughs> this next card I hope is a little bit more hopeful. And this is the um, action you can take now towards benefiting your situation. Okay. And this card says envision the future. Okay. I think that's a pretty good card. Okay. Envision the future. And the... Stone is precious opal. I love opals. Opals are so pretty. I don't know what they mean spiritually, but I like them. Okay, so in this, yeah, Grimmy, you like opals too? So in this image is a, what looks kind of like a canoe that is filled with different size opals inside of that boat. And under the boat, it's like this crystal clear water. Grim! Are you serious right now? She's walking right all over my cards. 
Oh my god, this cat. Okay. So, Clister, Clist, oh my god, crystal clear water, and under the boat, it looks like it has a manta ray, a whale shark, a couple other large fish that are just all swimming underneath of it. So, it's a really pretty image, but it doesn't really speak to me personally on something that I can do today. That image doesn't, but the words on this card envision the future. I feel like I can. So in this in this sense, this card says more to me. It's very light feeling to this card is, you know, like you can't see everything that's below you in the water, but you can imagine it, right? So in this sense, I can imagine my future however I want it to be. I can either imagine it with an anxious mind of it being terrible and filled with rot with uncertainty and and there's so many different things I can't control or I can see it as a positive thing where there are beautiful things in my future. Okay, take that for what you will. I'm going to take a picture of it. You can kind of stew over whether or not that works for you or if this reading means anything towards your feelings. Okay, cool. We're going to do the last deck of cards. Now, this deck of cards, I'm actually really in love with. Um, I feel like it's the newest card. I don't have a lot of practice with it. I barely touched it. So I, I definitely feel like the most, like, I'm not really sure if I can do a, an accurate reading with this card deck yet because I, I've not studied it, but it's so beautiful. And you'll see how beautiful it is when you look because like the edges of it are these shimmering red and it's, it's the Gothic Oracle. So it's like, <laughs> it's all like fairies and unicorns and vampires and like these like dark angels imagery in it. And I think it's beautiful. I just don't know if I can get an accurate reading for anxiety from it. So we're going to try and see if even in this deck, if we can get answers, if we're using the psychological tactics of like finding meaning in images and in words and applying it to our situation. Okay, so let's mix it up. Once again, exact same question. Okay, I'm going to pull one. Oh God, <laughs> two, <laughs> three, four, five, six. Okay, I've actually pulled a couple of these before and um I really liked them last time I'm mm -hmm. okay let's just look and do the best we can these are a little bit less I feel like straightforward as the other cards are so I'm gonna try first card we have it is a warrior woman in armor with a white dragon perched on her shoulders and she has her um caber I don't know like the really what not a caber caber is a big piece of like wood um her really big sword and she's got it the tip in the ground and she's like leaning on it so she's not like really ready for battle but she's kind of relaxed and the word associated with this card is valor so <laughs> this is the state that I'm currently in and I think honestly, yeah, I can associate this, that feeling of like, I have my armor on and I have like this very menacing animal on my shoulder and I'm presenting myself of like, you know, I'm in control, but like, I'm also really protected. Like I'm not in a relaxed state of trust. I think that's valid. Okay. Second card is the energy that is uh, taking over my anxiety, right? And that is the wheel of the year. <laughs> Okay, so the wheel of the year in pagan tradition uh, like follows the, the different um, pagan holidays. And so like on here you have Yule, you have Samhain, you have um, Litha, you have Imbolc, you have Ostera, you have all of the different on there and they all di represent different seasons. So October, you know, like fall and winter, spring, summer, um that's all represented on a wheel. And on top of that wheel is a green dragon that's holding onto them in the position over Yule. So like the, the beginning of the year, depending on how you look at it. So what is the energy source of my anxiety? 
Um, yeah, the the wheel of time, that feeling of like time goes on. <laughs> That's an anxious thought in and of itself. But yeah, I think that this dragon over the wheel of time, viewing it in such a negative way in, in this like almost like you have no control over it kind of way. Yeah, I can see that being a source of anxiety. Third card, why am I feeling this particular anxious thought so strongly? And this card is light the darkness. And it has a witch holding a wand in a staircase. And on her hand that is outstretched dangles a pentagram that is omitting some sort of like mythical light. And she's looking directly at you. And... It, it gives this feeling of like she's in this dark room and the only source of light is coming from her pentagram that she's holding out as a way of lighting. So in this way, I feel like the imagery light the darkness is this feeling of like I'm surrounded by darkness and it's unsure. And that anxious thought of like I'm holding my wand just in case I need to protect myself. I'm trying to find my way. That's what I get from that card. That's it. Yeah, that definitely is kind of why I would feel strongly about like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm not going to reveal what I'm asking here. Okay. This also has to be for you guys. All right. Next card. Something that I can learn from this or something that I can try to grow from this situation is the card beyond the veil and it has carpe diem above the head of a woman who is veiled holding a skull between her two hands. <laughs> okay. This one definitely is a little bit harder for me to, to get anything out of. But something I can reflect on better. Well, knowing me and my, my stance on all we have is now and this time and there is no past and there is no future. All we have is this current moment that we're living in. And I think something I can learn from it is like, you know, oh, you know what's also on this card? It has the yin and yang sign in it. So in the yin is the living woman and the yang is the is the skull. It's the kind of that juxtaposition between like, you know, live for today, for tomorrow we die. Kind of feeling of that carpe diem feeling. So letting go of so many things that I'm trying to control or I'm trying to influence or like I'm something I'm unsure about. It's just like live for now. Okay. The omen card, dun, dun, dun. Or if you want to look at it, a message from your ancestors, uh, your God, or just like, you know, something, something, an omen of something. Okay. And this is fire dragon. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, I don't like this card. Okay. <laughs> this card has one, two, three, four, five dragons. One dragon looks like a mama dragon over two eggs uh, eggs that she is like guarding over. Three baby dragons and in the sky is another dragon who is shooting fire from his mouth. And there's like volcanoes and fire everywhere. Um, yeah, this is um, what a card, right? Okay, fire dragon. <laughs> so this card in, in regards to my situation the card that I pulled isn't really attached to the feeling, but the feeling that I get from this is that feeling of destruction, a feeling of overprotectiveness of the dragon babies destroying things around me. And I think I am also the dragon as well as the babies and like being overprotective and being somewhat self-sabotaging could be an issue here. That's what I get from that card without doing any research on what the actual intention behind that card means. I actually should look and see if I was right on, on like what the intention is behind that. That'd be interesting. Okay, so last card is something that I can do today to do better, an action if you will. 
And that is the black unicorn. Oh, wow. Okay, so in this card, there is a black unicorn that's raised up on its hind legs in a purple valley with a purple sky. And around the unicorn's horn, it looks like it is emitting some sort of magical energy out. And it looks very free and powerful and the source of like purity, right? So the black unicorn... I don't know. I feel like unicorns in and of itself are these mythical creatures that are free and pure and don't have a lot to worry about. But a black unicorn almost is like the black sheep of the unicorn. So like my my interpretation of this, if I can apply it to my situation, is not denying the fact that I am this powerful being and that I do have control, but allowing it to be a natural process and to be able to allow myself to be my own mythical creature within my realm without feeling like I need to be in control of anything. Just be in existence of the world. Okay, so that's my reading and my interpretation of these cards. Now, none of these cards, as you can tell, were the same. None of the readings or the cards that I pull really had anything to do with any other card. But I feel like the feeling that my brain put in association to these cards was almost identical because I, as the person in control of my body and my emotions, know what I need to do. The cards just gave me images to use to answer my own question. So that's why I think these are a great tool to use during your very anxious episodes. You can find a grounding moment and take your fear and your uncertainty and transmute it into intuition and action instead. So that's why I love Oracle cards. This is my advice to you. Find a creative way to get answers. I personally love Oracle cards to do that. I've done that with so many different people even skeptics, and they have found something in the Oracle card readings that have answered questions that maybe they were uncertain for. And I don't necessarily think that's because I have some sort of magic ability to do that for them. I think their brain just needed an image and a word to help put two and two together. That's my two cents on it. I hope you have a good rest of your day. I'm going to check out now because this is a really long episode for what I normally do. I hope you, um, yeah, you stay present and remember that two realities can exist at once and they're both valid and all feelings should be accepted. Uh, remember to study the brain because as I showed you today, there are so many different ways that you can communicate with your own feelings and with your own imagination. So learning more about it can only help you and I will see you guys later. Bye guys. <laughs>